It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. All right, are, are you all ready? Because um, uh, Rich is out of town uh, again this week, so it's just myself here in the studio, and you folks are the family out there. And uh, But there's an old hymn, and I know a lot of the listeners that have called our listener comment line they mention some of the old songs you don't hear much anymore. But I remember this song as a child. And all the way through my lifetime, some of the most joyous times in my memory is people standing and singing the old hymns. And here it is, and this is exactly what we should be standing on. Here it is. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Did that bring back memories? Did that bring back memories? I'm telling you, I can remember Robbinsdale Bible Church when I was maybe 10 or 11 years old, something like that. Everybody would stand and sing uh, that very song, plus some others. Now, uh, here's the thing that we need to think about. You know, when children are coming along and they're, they're just children and they become maybe 12 or 13 and all the way through that process, do they have a dream? Do they think about what they want to become? Do they think of what they're growing into, what they want to learn and know about? Remember when we used to give little boys erector sets? 
these little pieces of metal and screws and nuts and bolts and put them together and make something out of them. They were thinking about what they were building. You know, the dream is what is planted deeply. And a child can change the dream. He can change his mind. He can decide, well, I used to want to be this, but now I want to be that. And, of course, the bedrock, the bottom line, is, of course, uh, to let God be the central part of that dream. But when I heard this song about dream, because if you don't have a dream, folks, you're not going anywhere. If you've got a 16-year-old living in your house and they don't have a dream, well, they're they're just parked. Uh, you know, they're not going anywhere other than maybe to get into mischief, other than to get into trouble. This is what Carol Robertson says about that subject. If you don't have a dream, how can your dream come true? If you don't have a dream, where's your life headed to? God has a plan for everyone, it seems. But you'll never be the best you can be if you don't have a dream. If you don't have a dream, the chance you will lose. God wants to bless people just like you. If you don't have a dream, there's only one thing to do. Put your faith in Jesus, your life He'll redeem. If you don't have a dream So whatever you do, wherever you are Give Jesus your best and reach for the stars If you don't have a dream, life will pass you by. The things God can do, you will be surprised. He loved you so much, on a cross He gave His life. Make today be a day that counts for eternity. If you don't have a dream If you don't have a dream How can your dream come true? If you don't have a dream Where's your life headed to? God has a plan for everyone it seems But you'll never be The best you can be If you don't have a Several of our listeners, when they call our listener comment line, they'll mention that song. They really like it, perhaps for the same reason that I do. Of course, Christ is the center of your dream. 
But uh, there's an old saying in God's great field of labor, all work is not the same. He hath a service for each one who loves his holy name. And this was written uh, for people that like music, I think. And it goes on to say, And you to whom the secret of all sweet sounds are known, rise up, for he hath called you to a labor all your own. Now, uh, sometimes a person is going to high school and they don't have a clue what they really want to learn. They just, that's where their friends are. Or they go to college and they say, well, I don't know what I want to be. I don't know what I want to become. But they've missed already a lot of thinking and planning and dreaming. Now, here is something I heard some time ago. It's a fellow by the name of Rick Rigsby, and he's talking to an audience, you know, and he's putting it down to the basics. He's putting it down to rock bottom, for goodness sakes. Here's a third-grade dropout can certainly have common sense, and this is what he was saying. Uh, a country mother quoting Henry Ford, saying if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. I learned that from a third grade drop. Simple lessons, lessons like these. Son, you'd rather be an hour early than a minute late. We never knew what time it was at my house because the clocks were always ahead. My mother said for nearly 30 years, my father left the house at 3.45 in the morning. One day she asked him, why, Daddy? He said, maybe one of my boys will catch me in the act of excellence. I want to share two things with you. Aristotle said, you are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence ought to be a habit, not an act. Don't ever forget that. I know you're tough, but always remember to be kind. Always. Don't ever forget that. Never embarrass Mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. If Daddy ain't happy, don't nobody care. But, you know... I tell you. Next lesson. Lesson from a cook over there in the galley. Son, make sure your servant's towel is bigger than your ego. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Y'all might have a relative in mind you want to send that to. Let me say it again. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Pride is the burden of a foolish person. John Wooden coached basketball at UCLA for a living. But his calling was to impact people. And with all those national championships, guess what he was found doing in the middle of the week? Going into the cupboard, grabbing a broom, and sweeping his own gym floor. You want to make an impact? Find your broom. Every day of your life, you find your broom. You grow your influence that way. That way you're attracting people so that you can impact them. Final lesson. Son, you're going to do a job, do it right. I've always been told how average I can be. Always been criticized about being average. But I want to tell you something. I stand here before you, before all of these people, not listening to those words, but telling myself every single day to shoot for the stars to be the best that I can be. Good enough isn't good enough if it can be better. And better isn't good enough if it can be best. Let me close with a very personal story that I think will bring all this into focus. Wisdom will come to you in the unlikeliest of sources, a lot of times through failure. When you hit rock bottom, remember this. While you're struggling, rock bottom can also be a great foundation on which to build and on which to grow. I'm not worried that you'll be successful. I'm worried that you won't fail from time to time. Person that gets up off the canvas and keeps growing 
that's the person that will continue to grow their influence. Back in the 70s, to help me make this point, let me introduce you to someone. I met the finest woman I'd ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, we'd have called her a brick house. This woman was the finest woman I'd ever seen in my life. There's just one little problem. Back then, ladies didn't like big old linemen. The blind side hadn't come out yet. <laughs> they, they like quarterbacks and running backs. We're at this dance, and I find out her name is Trina Williams from Lompoc, California. And, and we were all dancing, and we're, we're just, just excited. And I decide in the middle of dancing with her that I would ask her for her phone number. She, Trina was the first one... Trina was the only woman in college who gave me her real telephone number. <laughs> the next day, we walked to Baskin and Robbins ice cream parlor. My friends couldn't believe it. This has been 40 years ago, and my friends still can't believe it. We go on a second date, and a third date, and a fourth date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we drive from Chico to Vallejo so that she could meet my parents. My father meets her. My daddy. My hero, he meets her, pulls me to the side and says, is she psycho? But anyway, <laughs> we go together for a year, two years, three years, four years. By now, Trina's a senior in college. I'm still a freshman, but I'm working some things out. <laughs> I'm so glad I graduated in four terms. Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan. <laughs> so now it's, it's, it's time to propose. So I talk to her girlfriends and... It's California, it's in the 70s, so it has to be outside. You have to have a candle, and you have to have, you know, some chocolate. Listen, I'm from the hood. I had a bottle of Boone's Farm wine. That's what I had. She said yes. That was the key. I married the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. Y'all ever been to a wedding, and even before the wedding starts, you hear this. How in the world? And it was coming from my side of the family. We get married, we have a few children, our lives are great. One day, Trina finds a lump in her left breast. Breast cancer. Six years after that diagnosis, me and my two little boys walked up to mommy's casket. And for two years, my heart didn't beat. If it wasn't for my faith in God, I, I wouldn't be standing here today. If it wasn't for those two little boys, there would have been no reason for which to go on. I was completely lost. That was rock bottom. You know what sustained me? The wisdom of a third grade dropout. The wisdom of a simple cook. We're at the casket. I'd never seen my dad cry. But this time I saw my dad cry. That was his daughter. Trina was his daughter. Not his daughter-in-law. And I'm right behind my father about to see her for the last time on this earth. And my father shared three words with me that changed my life right there at the casket. It would be the last lesson he would ever teach me. He said, son, just stand. You keep standing. You keep standing. No matter how rough the sea, you keep standing. And I'm not talking about just water. You keep standing. No matter what, you don't give up. And as clearly as I'm talking to you today, these were some of her last words to me. She looked me in the eye and she said, it doesn't matter to me any longer how long I live. What matters to me most is how I live. I ask y'all one question. 
a question that I was asked all my life by a third grade dropout. How you living? How you living? Every day, ask yourself that question, how you living? Here's, here's what a cook would suggest you to live this way. That you would not judge. That you would show up early. That you'd be kind. That you'd make sure that that servant's town is huge and used. That if you're going to do something, you do it the right way. That, that, that cook would tell you this, that it's never wrong to do the right thing. That how you do anything is how you do everything. And in that way, you will grow your influence to make an impact. In that way, you will honor all those who have gone before you, who have invested in you. Look in those unlikeliest places for wisdom. Enhance your life every day by seeking that wisdom and asking yourself every night, how am I living? May God richly bless y'all. Thank you for having me. Oh, oh man. Listen, folks. Listen, folks. It's during the time of struggle. It's during the time when you're just seemingly, um, there's nothing else. And I'll tell you what, then, then is how God can use you. Listen to this by Carol Robertson. He washed my eyes with tears that I might see the broken heart I had was good for me. He tore it all apart and looked inside. He found it full of fear and foolish pride. He swept away the things that made me And then I saw the clouds were silver light. And now I understand t'was best for me. He washed my eyes with tears that I might see. my eyes with tears that I might see the glory of himself revealed in me I did not know that he had wounded hands I saw the blood he spilt upon the sands. I saw the marks of shame and wept and cried. He was my substitute. 
for me he died for me he died and now i'm glad he came so tenderly and washed my eyes with tears that i might see Sometimes it works that way. Uh, our dear friend Linda Randall recorded, you know, the song, uh, The God of the Mountain is also God of the Valley. You place your faith in him to be your guide and then mean it. You know, um, I heard a preacher say it many times, and of course it's the Bible, that and people like to say, oh, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. Oh, I love the Lord. And the Lord himself said, well, if you love me, love your neighbor as much as yourself. We don't have to teach anybody how to love themselves. We don't have to teach anyone how to be full of themselves. We don't have to teach anybody how to be, how to regard. But you know what? The Lord said, well, love your neighbor just as much. And that way I will know that you love me. Now, our listener comment line is 800 Three four five two six two one eight hundred three four five two six two one, and we love it when you call the listener comment line. Not just about this program, but anything you hear on Bot Radio Network. Um, here's a lady from Illinois. Let's see what she has to say. Yes, I'm from Southern Illinois, and I just wanted to let you all know what a blessing Bot Radio has been for me. I listen all morning long and really don't have a favorite. All the preachers are, are so good, and they're so rich in wisdom for me. But anyway, my husband passed away, and so the radio station has really been a blessing listening to Bot 91.5 out of St. Louis. So thanks again for everything you've done, and God bless. You know, over and over and over again, I hear people say it's the pastors, it's the preachers, it's the Bible teachers. You know, that really, and of course that's true. Um, and that's what Bot Radio Network was committed to uh, when it began in 1962. That's, uh, let's see, that's 57 years ago now, I think. Um, 57, 58 years ago, but that's what it is because that is the bottom line. And as much as we care about principle and as much as we care about issues, and certainly the church ought to take up um, the front line in uh, supporting life and then getting kids into good school systems for goodness sakes and on and on and on but it is the preaching and teaching of god's word to which we were committed and will remain so because uh, when i'm gone rich of course he's already the president of the network now listen to what this man from memphis says um uh, just listen to it with me just want to say thank you to Bot Radio for being in Memphis on 640 on the AM dial. It's a lifeline, and I thank you for being there. Oh, just keep it up. Thank you for the the, the pure word coming forward. Uh, God bless y'all. <laughs> you know when I hear when I hear him say that, uh, my mind goes back to when uh, to when I thought Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee, my word, think of the history of America that centers around there. And when there was this huge radio station for sale, uh, it has the largest coverage 
of any Christian station in the United States, 640 on the dial with 50,000 watts. I thought, oh, I would love to have a bot radio network station in that area. And then when I hear this gentleman say what he has just said, it thrills my heart, folks. All I can say is thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's an old song. And thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you. So on and so forth. Now, here is a man uh, from uh, central Nebraska. Oh, it's a lady. I am very grateful to the network for the wonderful biblical teaching we have been receiving. I live out in a canyon in hill country in the central of Nebraska. I don't have a TV. I really appreciate Dr. David Jeremiah and Robert Jeffers. They are two of my favorites. Hmm. All right, I'll tell you what. We don't know, if you, if you watch the news at all, and you read the papers, I tell you what, um, I have my own opinions. It's, it's the issue of life that is causing the anger. Let's knock out this president because he is supporting life. He is supporting Supreme Court justices that understand the importance of life and, um, and education for the children to have the schools accountable for what they are teaching the children. All of these things that are so important. And I'll tell you, this is what makes, makes them the other side just mad as a wet hen. Uh, but all we can say, folks, is we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what the future holds, but we know, we know who holds the future. So here, listen to this song with me. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry or the future for I know what Jesus said and today I'll walk beside him for he knows what is ahead many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow I know who holds my hand. Well, we've got to get out of here. Remember the phone number is 800-345-2621. This is Dick Bott. My son Rich will be with me, I hope, next week, and we'll see you later. <laughs>